All right, all right. Welcome to United. My name is Ryan. I'm the student pastor. Um, we are uh, finishing up our series called The Circle Maker tonight. And the Circle Maker is a series on prayer. If you've not been with us, um, we've been looking at what the Bible says about prayer. Um, and uh, in the first week, we talked about how to pray circles, what it means to pray circles around the things in our lives. Um, and then we looked at uh, a few weeks of um, of different aspects of biblical prayer. One was to pray bold. Bold prayers honor God. God loves us. It's powerful. It doesn't want us to pray prayers that we can do ourselves. He wants, to, he wants us to pray prayers that take supernatural power. And then the next week we talked about praying hard, uh, what it means to pray with emotion, to pray like you care, praying like you mean it. Not just kind of going through the motions, but praying with some grit, some emotion. Following week, uh, we talked about praying long. That was last week. We talked about praying long and what it means to pray long. How we we need to pray urgently about things that aren't urgent. How we need to look forward at things and not just always throw up Hail Marys and last second prayers when everything starts to cave in, but to pray in all circumstances. To pray long term, looking forward to the things that we want to happen in our lives and things we want to see God do. And sometimes prayer takes a long time. Sometimes we don't see the answer right away. And I want to make sure we're all aware, just so we're on the same page as we finish off this series, that this series has not been about a, an equation or a bunch of different things that we need to do to make God listen, to trick God into listening. God cannot be tricked. And prayer is not an opportunity for us to get what we want. Prayer is an opportunity for us to talk to God, and if we pray in the way that the Bible talks about prayer, we're going to have a better prayer life. We're going to have better communication, a better relationship. And we're going to see God move more. Quite honestly, we're going to see God move more. But we need to know that he answers prayers to show his glory. And the cool thing about that is that even though we're not always going to get what we want, and this isn't a way to trick God or, or an equation to get what we want, it is something we can benefit from. When God shows his glory, when he shows out, when he shows his power, we get to be the beneficiaries of his power. Sometimes we get to see miracles, and sometimes we get things that change our communities, change our lives, change the lives of people we know. And that is an awesome thing. So that's why we've been in this series. And tonight we're going to look at something, um, something called praying through. Praying through. How to pray through. So write down, pray through. So pray bold, pray hard, pray long, and pray through. It reminds me, uh, praying through reminds me of, of a kid in like a department store, or in like a Walmart or Target, maybe even a grocery store. And, and the kid, you may have seen the kid, you may have been the kid at some point, we've all done it. They want something from their parent. They want a toy, they want a piece of candy, they want something, they want a video game, and they continually ask for it because they want it. They, they want what they want, and so they keep asking for it. That's the only way they can get it. They cannot control the outcome. Their parent can. So they ask, and they ask, and they ask. When I was younger, you know, I'd go into a, uh, a place like Target, we all knew where the action figures were. There was like a, a one row where the action figures are. And so it kind of started, kind of be smooth, and I'd be like, hey, Mom, uh, maybe I can go look at the action figures. Oh, uh, no, no, right now. But then, you know, we get closer, and she's, She's over doing, looking at something, and I'd say, hey, Mom, you know, right over there is the action figures. Can I just look? And usually I'd get a yes, and I'd be like, all right, all right. 
I'm in. I'm in. I got a chance at this thing. I got a chance to get an action figure. So I go and it's like this glorious place. And here I'm, I'm like three feet tall. I'm just looking up at what toys the store has to offer. And I'd see all the G.I. Joe's, Star Wars, the Legos were on the next aisle, the Ninja Turtles, the Power Rangers, and I'd just be pumped just to look at them, read the back of the boxes, and I'd always see one that I could not live without. So I'd take it to my mom and be like, hey mom, look at this, and I'd explain it to her, and I'd say, look at this, and she'd say, oh, that's nice. You can go put it back. And I'd be like, dang it, dang it, what did I do wrong? I thought I had her, I thought I had an opportunity, but then, you know, I might say, oh, we'll, we'll kind of keep looking at it. I might sneak it into the car and I keep looking at it. Oh, there's nothing wrong with just looking at it. But then we'd get up to the cash register and it'd be like, well, Mom, you know, we're already up here. And, uh, well, you know, I know you said no, but maybe, uh, maybe we just throw it under the conveyor belt. Maybe, maybe just buy it for me. I mean, you know, we don't want to take it back. We don't want to make the, the, the person that works here take it back. So, you know, while we're here, go ahead and buy it for me. You know, Maybe once out of every 20 or 30 times we went to the store, once out of every 50 times we went to the store, she'd say yes. And I'd be pumped. And it would, it would get me these, uh, these, these expectations for all the future trips to Walmart and Target and the toy store that I would get something. And, and, and we've, we've all been through that. We've all heard the kid at the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the store just crying out, please. Please, mom, please, dad, please give me. Can I please have it? They throw a tantrum in the middle. They just act like brats. They do whatever it takes to get what they want. If it's nice, they be nice. If it's mean, they're mean. If they need to cry, they need to cry. They know what it takes to get what they want. They continually ask. And I think we need to pray like this. We need to pray through. What do you do when you really want something? You keep asking. So what do you want to do when... When you really want something from God, we need to keep asking, keep asking, keep requesting, keep petitioning God. And sometimes it'll be for things we want. Sometimes it'll be for spiritual things, things for the world, things for our nation, things for a friend, uh, salvation for a family member, broken addiction, um, uh, or, or to break it, for God to break an addiction in someone in our life, someone that we love. But no matter what it is, um, we have to keep praying until we see the answer. Because what do you do when you really want something? Go after. And I want to read to you an account of praying through to give you a better idea of what it means to pray through. It's from the Circle Maker book, um, which is what we based this series off of. And I really encourage you to read it because it is a great book. But I'm going to read about a woman who kind of uh, coined the term praying through. There was a woman named Elizabeth Dabney. And in 1925, Elizabeth Dabney and her husband went to work for a mission in the city of Brotherly Love, that is Philadelphia, but there wasn't much love in her neighborhood. It was a hellhole. Her husband was called to preach, but her calling was prayer. But she didn't just pray, she prayed through it. One afternoon, as she was thinking about a bad situation in their North Philly neighborhood, she asked God if he would give them a spiritual victory if she promised to pray. He promised that he would, and she felt the Lord prompting her to meet him the next morning at the river at 7.30 a.m. sharp. She was so nervous about missing her prayer appointment that she stayed up all night sewing. The next morning, she went down to the river outside the city walls, and the Lord said, This is the place. The presence of God overshadowed her, and she drew a circle in the sand. This is what she said, Lord, if you will bless my husband in the place you sent him to establish your name, 
if you will break the bonds and destroy the middle wall of partition, if you will give him a church and a congregation, a credit to your people and to Christianity, I will walk with you for three years in prayer, day and night. I will meet you every morning at 3, 9 a.m. sharp. 9 a.m. sharp. You will never have to wait for me. I will be there to greet you. I will stay there all day. I will devote all my time to you. So, every day for three years, over a thousand straight days, I will wake up, I will be at this place at 9 a.m. I will pray all day. Furthermore, if you will listen to the voice of my prayer and break through in that wicked neighborhood and bless my husband, keep in mind, she's trying to uh, to pray not just not for success, not for worldly success, she's praying for a breakthrough ministry, reaching out to people and for a community. She said, if you'll do this, I'll fast for 72 hours each week for two years. While I'm going through the fast, I will not go home to sleep in my bed. I'll stay in the church, and if I get sleepy, sleep on newspapers and on the floor. As soon, as soon as she made that prayer covenant, it was like a cloud burst. God's glory fell from heaven like the raindrops that drenched Tony on the day he drew his circle in the sand. Every morning at 9 a.m., Mother Dabney greeted the Lord with a hearty, Good morning, Jesus. She wore the skin off her numb knees, but God extended his powerful right arm. She fasted for 72 hours each week. The Holy Spirit was her direct supply. So she fasted three days out of seven days. She didn't eat. Every three out of seven days, she would not eat eat anything, she'd sleep at the church. Soon the mission was too small to accommodate the people. Her husband asked her to pray for another meeting place nearby. So she started praying, and a man who had been in business for 25 years closed his shop so they could rent the building. Mother Dabney would not be denied. She was a circle maker, and circle makers have a sanctified, stubborn street. Mother Dabney was more comfortable in the presence of God than in the presence of people, as it was with homie. Some even criticized the way she prayed. Well-meaning friends begged her to take a break or to take a bite, but she held onto the horns of the altar. And the more she prayed through, the more God came through. Mother Dabney's prayer legacy might be long forgotten if it weren't for one headline. The Pentecostal evangel published her testimony under the title, What It Means to Pray Through. That one article sparked a prayer movement all around the world. Mother Dabney received more than three million letters from people who wanted to know how to pray through. That's what it means to pray through. You don't stop until you get an answer. You do whatever it takes. And the truth is, much, most of us just give up far too easily when it comes to prayer. We give up so easily that we just quit circling. There's something we pray for, we pray for it once, and then we forget it. We pray for it for a week, and then we forget it. Or we might pray for it every once in a while, and then we just kind of let it go because we're like, oh, it's never going to happen. We just give up. We wouldn't do that for other things. We wouldn't do that um, for sports. If we just lost a game, we would never just, we would just, not, we would not just never play again. We wouldn't just quit the sport just because we lost one game. Imagine if uh, you graduate college and you go off to get a job, and, and you go and put out your resume and application and for one job, and you don't get it. You wouldn't say, oh, I'm never going to work again. Guess I'm done. You know, I guess I'm just going to live on the streets because, uh, you know, it's not worth it. I messed up. I didn't get the job. I'm just going to quit. We wouldn't do that in real life, and yet we do it in prayer. We give up far too easily. I think a lot of times we're right at the point of a breakthrough. There's an old picture where a guy's mining down, and he's about an inch away from finding this gold or diamonds, and he's gone all this distance, and he quits and goes home. So many times we're close to that breakthrough in prayer, and we don't see it because we give up. We don't pray through the miracle. And in the book of Daniel, um, Daniel has a, 
another situation with prayer that teaches us about how to draw circles and teaches us about praying through. So we're going to look at Daniel 10, verses 10 through 14. Old Testament, Daniel 10, verses 10 through 14. Daniel 10, verses 10 through 14. So what's going on here is that um, Daniel is in exile. We talked about that. Um, he gets this vision. He gets this vision from God about um, the future of Israel. And it concerns him, and it scares him. And so he says, I need understanding for this God. And so he starts begging God for understanding. He prays day and night for three weeks. He doesn't stop. For three weeks. When was the last time he prayed for something Consistently for even three weeks. Not, not even day, not just once a day for three weeks. And so he prays every day for three weeks for understanding, and this is what we read. It says, A hand touched me, this is Daniel talking, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, This is an angel speaking to him, most likely the angel Gabriel. Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you, and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day, since the first day, remember, this is three weeks later, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God. So in other words, since the first day you started praying for this, your words were heard. And I have come in response to but the prince of the Persian Empire resisted me for 21 days. That explains the three-week gap. But then Michael, another one of the chief angels, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to you to explain what will, happen, what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. So this is what he's saying. There's spiritual warfare going on, Daniel. I know you didn't see it, but God heard your prayer. And God answered your prayer right away. It happened right away. But... You didn't see the result right away. Well, why not? Well, because there are forces of good and darkness. I was born, I was fighting against a spirit, a demon, and an agent of evil of Satan, and could not get to you. And what it doesn't say, but what we know happened is that Daniel kept praying through. And then he says, another angel, Michael, came to help me, and then I was able to get to you, and now I can give you the answer. So what we see here is the prayer is answered right away. We know that God is for us, that God listens, and God answers right away. It just might not be on our time. We might not see the answer right away, even though it has been answered. And so this is even more evidence that we need to pray through. What if Daniel stops praying on day 20? What if he doesn't pray through? Maybe he never gets the answer. Maybe he never gets the encounter with Gabriel. Maybe he never hears what God has for the people of Israel. We miss a portion of Scripture. Because he quits. So here's three ways we can pray through. Here's the first thing. Don't give up on your prayers. Very simple. Don't give up on your prayers. Don't forget the power of prayer. Don't forget that God is for you, that God loves you. Some of you have never heard that, but God is for you and loves you. He wants what's best for you. So do not 
Forget that. Don't give up on your prayers. Maybe what you need to do is you, maybe you need to return to some of your forgotten prayers. Return to some prayers that you have just kind of quit on. Maybe they're dreams um, that you have for your life and that God has for your life. Hopes that you have and, and you've just given up. You said, uh, it didn't happen yet, so I guess it's never going to happen. I prayed for it once, and it didn't work out, so, so what am I to do? I guess I'll just give up on it. Don't give up on your prayers. I want you to return to your forgotten prayers. Well, what's that thing you've given up on? I want you to write this down. Actually, write it down. Write down one thing that you've given up on. And it could be anything. It could be really spiritual. It could be very not spiritual. But one thing you've given up on in prayer because it didn't happen yet. One thing that you need to return to. Again, it could be anything. It could be long-term, it could be short-term, it could be big, it could be small. But what's that one thing you've given up on that you need to return to? Don't give up on your prayers. The second two things we see are in 1 Thessalonians. So turn over to 1 Thessalonians, it's in the back of the Bible. And turn to chapter 5, which is the last chapter of the book. It's a book written by Paul. Paul to one of the churches he uh, was involved with, that he supported. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Three verses, very, very short. Very quick statements about prayer that Paul gives us. And I'll read it to you. He says this, rejoice always. What it means is be joyful always. Rejoice in God. Praise God always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Not just when he answers, but when he doesn't answer. When you don't see him. Not just when things are good, when you're on a high. Not just when everything's going right, but pray in all circumstances. Pray when you don't get the grade. Pray when you don't get the relationship. Pray when you're in a fight. Pray when times are tough between you and a family member or a friend. Pray when you get persecuted. Be thankful when you get persecuted. Be thankful when church is going great. Be thankful when it's not. Be thankful when you're close to God and be thankful when you're not. Be thankful when you got a lot of money and when you don't have a lot of money. Be thankful when everything feels good and when it doesn't feel good. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is God's will for us. That we are rejoicing always, that we pray continually, and we give thanks in all circumstances. This is what it kind of looks like. What it doesn't mean is that you never stop talking to God. That you don't just go around and ignore everybody because you're talking to God. What it's kind of talking more about is a continuing conversation. If you have a best friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you've experienced this. You um, have a conversation with them. And throughout the day, you're not always with them. But the conversation never really ends. Maybe it starts with, with with some text in the morning. Maybe you see each other right before school. Maybe it's some Snapchats. Uh, during class, maybe you go to lunch together, face-to-face. And then it's back to, to texting and Snapchatting, some long, some short, some just texting, uh, kind of checking in, some some like, this is what's going on with me. Then you see each other for a second after school. Then you don't see each other, but then you get back together at night. You have a date, or you have a hangout time. And then later that night, you're texting, you're, you're, you're Snapchatting, you're, you're looking at each other's social media. There's constant communication. Now... You quit talking plenty of times. You still had your regular life, but there's constant communication. I believe that's what he's talking about here is that we are in constant communication with God. We see someone, we say, I need to pray for them. Quick prayer. 
We, we go to lunch and we pray for our meal. We have a quiet time in the morning and we actually talk to God. We actually read his word. Then, uh, then, then later it's a, it's a tweet that we read. It's, it's scripture. It's looking at a Bible app. It's um, praying over someone that looks lonely or going and talking to them. It's seeing a, a situation that needs prayer, remembering having God bring to your mind someone who doesn't know Jesus and you need to pray for them in that moment. And it's this continuing conversation throughout the day. That's what this means. And, and this verse gives us two things. The first thing it gives us about praying through is to pray with consistency. To pray with consistency. A lot of times we pray once and then we don't pray again for a week. Pray daily. You never know what can happen when you're praying daily, when you're talking to God daily, how he can change your day-to-day, how he can change your heart, and how you can see the things that he does for you. How even more and greater things will happen when you continue to pray. Pray with consistency. That's what he's saying when he says pray continually. And then the second thing is praise God for answering before you see it. That's what he means by rejoicing always and giving thanks in all circumstances. Praise God for answering the prayer before you see it answered. Now, a lot of times we don't want to do this. We, we want to wait until we actually see the answer, until we get what we want to praise Him, thank Him. Sometimes we don't even do it then. But the truth is, as we saw in Daniel, the prayer is answered right away. We just might not see it. And we see evidence of this in Joshua 6, 1 through 2. And Joshua, they're, uh, they're going into the, to the land of Jericho. And the city is, is barred from anyone getting in. Things aren't looking good for the Israelites. In fact, this is what it says. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went in and no one, well, no one at, went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, see. Okay, Joshua was saying, okay, I'm looking. I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. I'm sure at this moment Joshua said, God, I'm looking, and I'm not seeing what you're saying. If any of us have done even halfway decent in English, we know what an ED at the end of an English word means. It means past tense. It means it already happened. What God is saying is, I've already done it for you, Joshua. It's done. The prayer's been answered. You have been delivered. You have success over your enemies. And he's sitting there saying, see what? There's nothing to see, God. It's not done. We need to praise God for answering before we see it. That comes with trust. Trusting that he has already listened to us, that he's for us, and that he answers right away. Knowing that I may not see it for three years, God, but I'm going to praise you for it right now because, because I know you've already answered. I know you've already heard. So we need to praise God for answering before we see it. Another way we can say this is we need to praise through praise through. In order to pray through, you might need to praise through. When it comes to 714, I think this is an excellent situation for us to praise through. Because now we're in about five months and some of you are like, I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe some of you will quit doing it. And I told you, we're not going to quit doing it until we see it. This is an opportunity for us to praise through. For us to praise God before he's done it, knowing that he is going to answer just might not be on our time. It might not be until you're old. It might not be until you graduate. It might not be until next year. But continuing to pray through 
until we see it and praise God, knowing that he is going to do it. Praise me. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do. Thank you for the way you're going to cause revival. Thank you for my friends you're going to say. Thank you for the family members you're going to say. Thank you for the city that you're going to change. I'm thanking you before I even see it. That shows trust. That shows boldness. That's praying long. That's praying through. We need to praise through when it comes to 714. And when God does act, when we see it happen, we need to, we need to react to thanksgiving. A lot of times we say, oh, good job, me. Or we forget we prayed for it and we don't even know God answered it because we forgot about it. Or maybe we say, well, that was just a coincidence. I, I mean, can't really explain it. So it was just a coincidence. Oh, yeah, I did pray about it once, but it happened. I doubt that's, that that's the reason. See, we'll pray about it, and then God does it, and then he's like, hey, look at what I did. And we say, what are you talking about, God? I don't know what you did. See, we can, we can have a miracle happen in our life. Someone gets healed from cancer, and then someone else dies from cancer, and we say, God, you never come through. You always let me down. And God's like, hold on, hold on. Look what I just did. You forgot about it. Remember what I did last week? Oh, no, you forgot about that, too. And, and I'm not going to claim to be a great prayer warrior because I'm not, but I do have a prayer board at home, and I have a side that has prayer requests and a side that has praise that's thanksgiving. And anytime a prayer is answered on my prayer request, I erase it from one side and I put it on the praise and thanksgiving side. Why do I do this? I do this so that I can be thankful for the things God's done. So I can look back and see all the things he's done. And I don't erase praises. I have praises on there from like two or three years ago. Because then I can look back and see all the things he's done. See all the ways he's come through. I can trust him more in the future. I can be more thankful. I can see him and give him the glory instead of myself or instead of coincidences. So we need to be thankful when God does come through. Notice. Realize. And give him the glory that he deserves. Here's the last thing. This is the way we'll close out the series. The last point of the series. And it's this. Keep circling. Keep circling. Keep circling. Keep circling. Don't stop. Don't stop. I want you to keep praying bold. Praying big. Praying specific prayers. I want you to keep praying hard. Praying with emotion. Praying in a real way. I want you to keep praying long. Pray for things with urgency that are not urgent. Pray for things far out. Pray for your children and your children's children. Pray for the future of this church. Pray for, for, for friends that might not come to Christ in the next two years, but maybe they'll come to Christ in 20 years. Pray for a nation that might not change much in a year, but could change a ton in 15 years. Pray long and pray through. Praise through. Pray until you see it. Keep asking until you see it. Show persistence and treat it like you would treat anything else that you really want. And here's the cool thing. If we keep circling, God gets more glory. And we are more satisfied. Because if we pray a prayer once, and then it gets answered, well, how much glory does God really get? I don't know. And we even forget that we prayed. How satisfied are we? We're just like, oh, cool, it happened. Well, what if you pray for something for years, with all your heart, and then it happens, and it's big. Imagine when, when revival actually hits, and we'll know it when we see it. It won't be a question. Imagine. Think about how excited it will be, how, how, how much of a small thing all those prayers will have been. We won't sit back and say, I wasted all that time praying. We'll say, oh my gosh, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. And we'll be satisfied, and God will get all the glory. 
just like anything else. You put more into it, you get more out of it. Put more into it, you get more out of it. Keep circling. So what we're going to do here is we are going to close with a song of worship to God, cornerstone. We are going to praise Jesus for being the cornerstone, the trustworthy, the foundation of our lives. The one that always comes through for us. And this is an opportunity as we sing this song to pray through and praise through. And then we're going to close out this series in a special way as a family here at United. So let's worship together.